This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs on Sports Radio 810 WHB. What I've done is help athletes be the best they can be. We work on giving you that winning edge, that mental edge that will help you realize your potential. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for over 30 years as a sports psychologist. This is the first time I've ever listened to it. I'm on my way to church, and I said, i got to pull over and talk. Right now is your chance to call Dr. Jacobs for free help with any sports-related problem. It's a wonderful form, and I, I must be a radio for me every time I, I'm in the camp city. And this show is about you. It's about having fun, working hard, building self-confidence, having the right attitude, being a good teammate, being a good parent, and being a good coach. Now, here's the sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It is a warm Sunday morning here in January in Kansas City. A lot nicer than it was last Sunday when it was about zero outside. Right, Rudy? My producer, Rudy Salazar, is wide awake with me. Ready to go here, talk with you about the mental side of sports. I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8, and we talk about things like attitude and confidence and mental focus and team building. We talk about dealing with coaches, dealing with parents, dealing with officials, dealing with the mental side of sports. I've been in practice as a sports psychologist for 37 years, and I've been here at Sports Radio for the last 17 years, on the radio now for 27 consecutive years here in Kansas City. And as you know, I enjoy doing this show with you every Sunday morning because we try to bring up a topic that I think will be of interest to you, our listeners, something we can get into discussions about. And, uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of interesting comments lately from people about about the topics we've been talking about. We've been talking about the role sports plays in society and you know, a couple weeks ago we talked about being a fan after the Chiefs lost in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, every week there's something interesting and new that comes out in the world of sports. There's been a lot going on lately, especially in regards to USA Gymnastics and uh, the team physician, Dr. Nasser, who sexually abused so many girls and now is getting finally punished for what he did. And I've been listening intently this week as many of these brave young women have come forward to talk about the things that he did. And as I listen to this, one of the things that's come up to me is is how athletes can get taken advantage of. Not just by physicians or team personnel, but by coaches, by fans, by everybody, but you know, the, the being an athlete is supposed to be about having fun. It's supposed to be going out and playing, enjoying the experience, learning, and getting better. And obviously in professional sports, when you're playing for your livelihood, winning is the bottom line. You need to win to be able to be successful. But to get to that level, there are so many things that are involved. The mental part of this sport, whatever the sport is, but the mental part of the sport becomes, in the end, perhaps your greatest asset. I always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will come out on top. You know, you can measure physicality. You can measure how much you bench press, how fast you run, 
how high you jump. You can measure all kinds of things like that. And there are psychological tests that measure a variety of mental capacities and, and faculties that we have. But those are a lot harder to measure and evaluate than physical things. The mental side, in the end, I feel becomes perhaps your greatest asset or your greatest weakness if you utilize it the right way or don't. One of the things that I've noticed, <clears throat> excuse me, as I've worked with so many athletes over the years is how their relationship with their coaches or their coach leaves such a big impact on them. I have many, many, many athletes who come into my office who quite frankly have been verbally abused by their coaches. Demeaned, degraded, insulted, cut down. And it amazes me how common that is. How common it is for an athlete to be psychologically insulted or degraded by a coach. Now, most people coach because they love teaching. A coach is a teacher. They're a psychologist. They're, they're, they're a person who wants to guide people. But some coaches I have found may be great at X's and O's, but psychologically, they're not. So one of the things that's come up to me is this issue. And it's our topic for today. When does mental toughness become mental abuse? Mental toughness is basically a collection of attributes that allow a person to persevere through different circumstances. And it's the type of thing that we all want our athletes to be tougher, physically tougher, mentally tougher, stronger. And sometimes I think coaches go over the edge trying to push athletes to be too strong. So where is that point where as a coach you push too hard? Where is the point where as an athlete you have a coach that's pushing you too hard? Where do you want to be pushed, but where do you not want to be pushed? You know, we have an issue, and the other side of the coin with this is the whole entitlement issue that so many parents and coaches talk to me about, especially coaches say, look, these kids are entitled. They think because their they're, parents have money and they can get extra coaching, you know, they should be able to do certain things. Well, they're not good enough, and I'm trying to get them to learn that. So where's the balance in there? Where's the balance between pushing an athlete to motivate them, to challenge them, to where you push them too hard and you push them too too far. So that's our topic today. I want to open up our phone lines. I'd like to hear from you. Our number, as always, is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. So I'd like to hear from you if you're an athlete. Have you had a coach who pushed you too far, who was pushing you too much? How did you deal with it? What did you say? Did you say anything? Were you too scared to say anything? You know, we have this whole issue in our society today about sexual abuse. And we have the movement, the Me Too movement, and women speaking up now. Thankfully, speaking up and standing up for themselves about situations where they've been abused. 
as well as men standing up. I think people, it's not just women or men, it's everybody, speaking up about abuse. And it happens in sports, too. It happens quite a bit in sports. Now, the old school way of coaching, and I was just interviewed on a uh, serious satellite show this week where we talked about this at length. Now, the old school coaching used to be there were no limits about what you could do or what you could say or how hard you would push an athlete or how degrading you could be with an athlete. But that's changed today. And I think today there are parameters and limits about how far you can go. And I think we're seeing that now across society. So I want to open up our phone lines. If you are a coach, where's the point where you have to back off in terms of challenging your athletes? I know this is sort of a difficult question to, to, to answer, but as a coach, where's the point where you know you've pushed too far? Have you ever gotten to the point where you've pushed your athletes too far? Our number is 913-3810-810. And when I mean pushing them too far where maybe you started to think about maybe I'm being too hard on them. Maybe I'm being too demanding. As an athlete, have you ever had a coach who you believe pushed you too much? Who became verbally abusive to a degree or maybe just plain flat out verbally abusive with you? What did you do about that? Did you say anything or were you too scared? You know, fear has been the reason that people have not stood up for themselves in terms of abuse. And it's no different in sports. There's a fear factor. If I say something, I won't get to play. If I say something, the coach is going to think I'm weak. If I say something, he's not he or she won't respect me. I think being able to speak up and voice yourself about how far you can be pushed is important. Now, some people don't know how far they can be pushed because they haven't been there before. A coach's job is to get the most out of their athletes. But it does get to a point at times where you can push too much. So let's get some calls in here. Let's get some conversation going. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. Basically, what I'm asking is where does mental toughness go over the edge to become mental abuse? If you're an athlete and you feel you've had a coach who's pushed you too far, I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach and you question how hard you can push your athletes, I'd like to hear from you. Let's talk about it. If you have been a coach before, where's the point where you feel you have to back down in terms of challenging your athletes? Hard question to talk about. Hard question to answer, but but an important one. 913 3810810 is our number. Yes, always on Sunday mornings, it's early here. We don't start getting calls till usually the latter part of the show, and then we get loaded down with calls. So let's see if we can get some calls in now. 913 3810810 is the number. As an athlete, have you ever had a coach that pushed you too far? Did you say anything? Were you scared to say something for fear of? losing your spot on the team for fear of not playing. How did you handle that situation? 913 is the number. As a coach, I'd like to hear from you on this whole issue of motivating your athletes. Where do you feel motivation 
can oftentimes go too far. Have you ever been in that situation where you've pushed an athlete maybe too far? Have you backed off? Have you discussed it with the athlete? You know, and that's the whole thing. It all comes back to talking, communicating, discussing. You know, I, I mention every week on this show, a good coach is a good psychologist and a bad coach needs a sports psychologist. I feel very strongly that good coaches get to know their athletes. They get to know what buttons to push. They get to know how hard they can challenge someone and where's the point where they need to back down. 913 is the number. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. If you're an athlete, have you had a coach that you feel pushed you too hard? Where it got to a point where it was becoming counterproductive. Their motivational tactics were becoming negative things. How did you deal with that? And I haven't asked this question yet. If you are a parent, okay, as a parent, when your son or daughter is being coached by someone and you feel they're going too far, do you speak up? Do you say something? Are you afraid to speak up? You know that I've mentioned that word afraid, fear, this whole fear thing. Fear of speaking up is an issue in a lot of situations. I know many, many people have told me, no, Doc, I'm not saying anything. I don't want to, I don't cause a problem. Well, are you happy? No, no, but I'll just deal with it. It's, it's okay. I'll, I'll just be like this. I'm like, if you're unhappy and you don't feel you're being coached properly, why won't you say something? Oh, you know, I don't want to cause any problems. I'll just deal with it. Has that been you? Has that been your son or daughter before? All right, 913 is the number. Let's get some calls in here. I want to hear from some coaches. I want to hear from if you If you coach, how do you know how hard you can push, how far you can push your athlete mentally? Have you been in a situation before where maybe you've pushed them too far? Or maybe mentally you've caused more negative things to come out than positive things? I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I know this is a this is a touchy subject to talk about, but it's an important one. And yes, it's early on Sunday as always, but I'm here. My producer Rudy Salazar is wide awake, ready to answer the phone, get your calls. And I want to find out from you if you are a coach. Where's the point where maybe you've pushed your athletes too far? Do you know when to stop, when to back down? As a parent, when your coach is pushing your son or daughter. But you start to see them maybe going a little bit too hard. Do you say something? Do you encourage your child to say something? Or do you not say anything because you don't want to rock the boat? As an athlete, how do you handle that? And see, it, it, to me, it's all about communication. And that's where I think as a coach, it's important for you to get to know your athletes. Get to know a little bit about them, why they're on the team, what their goals are. What's motivating them? Where do they want to go? Is, are they there just to play? Are they there to get better? Are they there because they want to you know, eventually move up the ladder, become a, a better athlete on a better team? What, why are they on your team? And what is your challenge? What is your goal as their coach to work with them? See, that's where I think it's important. So many people coach, they'll start a team. They get the kids signed up. 
they won't take the time to talk to the kids and find out why they're there. I mentioned the last couple weeks, if you're a coach, take a practice one day and don't practice. Don't take the balls, the bats, the gloves, the cleats out. Sit down and talk. Sit down and talk. Talk with your athletes. Find out what motivates them, what challenges them. How hard do they want to be pushed? It will be amazing if you do something like that, how far you can push your athletes. All right, we're going to go to a commercial break here. Come back and let's get some calls. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete, if you're a parent. Where does mental toughness get to the point where it becomes mental abuse? Our number is 913-3810-810. No one's called in yet, but let's get some conversation going. I want to find out from you. As an athlete, do you like your coach to challenge you? How far can they challenge you? How far can they push you? Have you had a coach who's been too hard on you before? Over my 37 years of work, I've dealt with this so many times. And a lot of coaches don't like it when somebody challenges their authority. But when they go too hard on an athlete, it needs to be addressed. It's that fear thing once again. All right, 913-3810-810 is our number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour here in Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm here in my 17th year at Sports Radio 810 WHB, my 27th year on radio. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. Today's topic is when does mental toughness become mental abuse as a coach, as an athlete, as a parent. We're talking about this, or I've been talking about it so far, and we have our first caller on the line we'll go to here in a moment. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. Where's the point where you can push an athlete, but maybe where you go too far? Do you know what that is? Have you, as a coach, ever pushed an athlete too hard or too far and regretted it? I'd like to hear from you if you have, if you're brave enough to call in and talk about it. How do you know how hard you can motivate, you can challenge your athletes? 913 is the number. As an athlete, have you ever had a coach who was verbally or physically abusive to you? Did you do anything about it? We're going to talk to Tim here in a moment who's on the line. I'll share a quick story. I had a high school basketball player several years ago. I worked with this young man for a while, and then finally one day he says, I have to tell you something, Doc. I had practice this week. And the assistant coach got mad at me because we were doing this drill and I passed the ball to the wrong, wrong direction. So he picked the ball up and threw it and hit me in the back of the head. I said, what? Hit you in the back? Yeah, he hit me in the back of the head, right in my neck. I said, well, what'd you do? He goes, I, I couldn't do anything. He started cursing at me, berating me. I just kept playing. I said, you know what? You need to do, did you tell the head coach? No, I don't want to lose my spot in the team. Did you tell the athletic director? No, your parents know. Yeah, they don't want to say anything. They're scared that they won't play me. Now, what would you do if that was your son or daughter? What would you do if that was you? I finally got him to tell the head coach. And the head coach basically said, you know, I, I know he loses his temper sometimes. Well, d- just let me know if it happens again. What? No. 
that needed to be addressed. But see, he wouldn't address it because he didn't lo- want to lose the spot in the team. All right, nine one three three eight ten eight ten seven. Let's see what Tim has to say. Tim, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning. How are you? Great. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, I just had a comment. Um, I've it, it may not be as applicable to some of this because I coach youth sports mostly at the elementary level. But the the hard part in answering this question is that I find that all the kids are different. So. Some of them, I can push them really hard, and they respond well and get better. And other kids are real sensitive, and um, and, and you don't have as much room to, to do things there. But as a coach, I feel like I know what they need, and I can sense if it's going too far, and that's kind of when I pull back. But it's hard to articulate where that point is. Well, I mentioned earlier a good coach is a good psychologist. And I, I, I really believe that. It, you have to get to know the kids you're coaching. Now, tell me a little bit about the kids you coach. What age, what sport, what sex are they? Yeah, I, I coach soccer, and it's mostly um, fifth grade and below. So between first grade and fifth grade. Okay, so age, what, 10 and younger, 11 and younger, something like that? Yep, yep. Uh, okay. Is it an elite level? Is it a rec team? What what kind kind of level? No, it's just like it's um, just in city leagues. Okay, so it's a fun. it should be a fun league is what it should be. Exactly. We just have a lot of fun. And I feel like for these kids, I just want them to learn how to be a good teammate, to learn how to support their teammate. And um, so many times what happens is, you know, I, the, the kids get prepared for life by being in this league and being able to support each other. And they learn these lessons. And so we don't try to push them so hard like you might in a in a more elite level which is why I don't know if it's quite as applicable but I do feel like I have a connection with my players and when I know what's going on with them like some of them I can push really hard and it's appropriate and other times I can't well but that's where you have to get to know them as individuals and you need to find out why you know do you do you ask them why they're on the team what brought them there what their goals are or do you not really do that yeah, I, I think most of them are there because their parents put them there. <laughs> okay, well, that's there's the beginning. So then what are the parents' goals? Are the parents' goals, well, we're going to move up to a lead or to a premier team soon. You need to teach them you know, skills and all this, or is it just something you're just out there to just help them have fun and enjoy the experience and learn? Yeah, I'm, I'm really there to teach them the basic skills, and if they want to progress into a better league, uh, sometimes they do that. Have you seen Tim at city level, the city rec level that you're coaching, coaches who go too far? I have, but I've also seen um, oftentimes that the parents can go too far. So what we deal with a lot is trying to just prevent the parents from degrading them and and trying to get them to realize that. We're just trying to learn and have fun. Have you had that issue with some of your parents? Um, yeah, I have. Okay, so what'd you do? Give us, and, tell well, us what we happened. Had, we set a real strict uh, guideline about what they can say from the sideline, and if they don't, uh, if they don't cooperate with that, then we have the ability in the league to just ask them to leave. Have you ever asked a parent to leave? I have. And how did that go? Um, it didn't. Well, it went fine from my perspective, but they were obviously upset about it, but we had warned them once, um, and 
uh, they just continued to degrade their child in front of the other parents during the game. And so afterwards, we asked them to leave. And was the issue addressed with them? How did you say you need to leave? We don't like what you're doing. Or did you talk to them about it, about how that needed to change? Yeah, we met with them, and uh, we felt that we met with them and we talked to them. And we said it's not the intent of our league to anybody uh, be degraded, but uh, and they didn't feel that what they were saying was really um, that discouraging. But the child was was obviously embarrassed, and we had talked to him about that. Um, but they obviously they they were they made it clear that they didn't want. That they weren't going to change because they didn't feel like it was that much of a problem. Did they stay on the team after that season? No, no. In fact, well, we asked them to leave the league in the middle of the season. Interesting, and they did. I'm guessing. Right? And they did. Yeah. Yeah. See the see who gets harmed there is the child. That's that's the problem I have with those things because I mean I understand why you asked them to leave, but my suggestion is at the games, especially soccer games. As a coach, you bring a bag of Tootsie Pops and hand them out to the parents before the game. And tell them if they start to get to the point where they start feeling they're starting to say too much, stick one of those in their mouth. And it's amazing what kind of a difference that will make with the parents in the stands. Might be something you, know. might, be something you might think about with, with the parents you've got. Not that it sounds like the, most of the parents are pretty good, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to do that. Yeah, good to know. All right, well, Tim, thanks for your call this morning, sir. I appreciate it. Yep. You have a great day. Yep. Thank you. Okay, okay. that Bye-bye. frees up our lines here, 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. Have you had a coach that's coached your son or daughter who maybe was going too far, was being too hard, was being abusive, degrading or cutting down your child? 913-3810-810. As a coach, see, now, do you agree with what Tim did, that, that, that they kick the child off the team? Is, is that the right thing to do? Is the child, the child's then getting punished for the parent's behavior? Is that the right thing to do? 913 is our number. When does being mentally tough become mental abuse? You know, you don't see teachers in the classroom screaming and yelling at kids. So why do coaches scream and yell at kids? I understand if you're across the the floor or across the field, you need to yell to have them hear you. But where's the point where you go too far? So as a coach, have you ever coached and seen other coaches become abusive? What do you do about it? How do you handle it? 913-3810-810 is our number. As an athlete, have you had a coach who pushed you too far? Now, the whole issue with this, and this is a sensitive topic to talk about, but it comes down to fear. Fear of speaking up, fear of saying something, fear of coming across as weak, fear of coming across the wrong way, fear of coming across and giving the wrong impression. I started the show by saying good coaches are good communicators. They're good listeners. They're good psychologists. They they take the time to get to know the athletes they're coaching, get to know the, the parents, why are these kids on my team? What do they want to accomplish? Take some time to find out their goals and then discuss with them about pushing them, about what motivates them. But also understand where's the point where it goes too far. You know, I always like to say a good coach checks his or her ego at the door. And I found in these situations when this happens, 
Oftentimes it happens because a coach's ego gets in the way. All right, 913 is our number. Let's see what Mike has to say. Mike, good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, doctor, I'm doing great. How are you this morning? Great. Thank you for calling in. You know, I've been listening to the show for a very long time, and um, just a little bit about myself. I'm president of a baseball association in the state of Missouri, uh, in the Northland, and we have run into some of these issues with parents and coaches, uh, especially in the last couple of years as travel ball or competitive baseball has become more and more prevalent, and we've gotten away from recreation baseball. Mm-hmm. Every parent, and well, start with the parents. Most parents at the elite level think their kid is a superstar, and they're 10 years old and they're 12 years old, and every parent wants the best for their child. You know, my son plays 12U baseball. He is not a superstar uh, and, not, and will not be. I'm okay with this, but we have issues with parents that degrade our coaches, degrade other parents in the stands, and as a league, we really had to address this the last couple of years. Uh, what have you done? We have asked parents, not the player, but we have asked parents to leave the facility. We've escorted parents off the facility. And, and a lot of it has to come, as you were speaking earlier with, uh, with the gentleman, parents berating the player while the player's on the field. Uh, and my own team, I had this happen last season. We played doubleheaders. And I had to pull my, one of my players out of a game in the third inning. The kid literally broke down on the field because he was being berated by his parents from the stands. Mom and dad or dad or which one? Both? It was, it was dad. And between games, I dismissed my team to go out into the outfield. And I pulled the dad into the dugout. And he and I had a one-on-one. I was very clear because at our parent meeting, which we have coming up in about a week and a half, I make it really clear there's only about four things that we want to hear from the stands, and that's nothing but encouragement. And same thing, if you don't have anything to say that's encouraging, not to just your your player, but even the other team, you know, it's, it's a game of athletics with youth, then don't say anything. And we told the parents, you know, one more time and you're gone. Your son's welcome to stay with our team. Then we had the son come in, and the three of us had a discussion, and we truly had a wonderful season afterwards. On the flip side of this, uh, the gentleman earlier talking about soccer, and they had dismissed his parent, and obviously middle of the season. We had that happen, uh, I guess, two seasons ago because of profanity coming from a 10-year-old player, and the coaches weren't going to put up with it. And I I happened to be at that facility when it happened, and we dismissed the player in the middle of a game halfway through a season because of the profanity and the parents were siding with their child. Well, this is why this is why Mike, I you know, I I've talked on this show and first of all I want to thank you for listening. Yes, sir. As you said you have for a long time. This this is why I give talks on these things all the time. This is why I do this show. It's to get people to realize this is an issue and it needs to be addressed. And I think the key thing, and one of the things I would suggest you do at your your meeting you're coming up here, is bring a bag of Tootsie Pops, and, and or lollipops, and but basically tell everyone I'm handing these out every game from now on, and I want you to stick one in your mouth if you think you're going to start going too far. It works. Well, you know, Doctor Jake, let me, let me ask you this: as a league, because we have one of our our best teams in 12U baseball, their coach three of the last four games, was ejected. Because? You trip association. 
Um, my my recommendation with this is he's suspended for a season. And I was, you know, I was somewhat voted down on it. It was like, oh, you know, if we start doing something like this, we're setting a precedent. And my opinion was, yes, we are. Well, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Why were people challenging on that? Because they didn't think it was right. You know, it was in the heat of the moment. Um, well, and what? Uh, tell me what he was doing. Uh, let's see, belittling umpires, belittling players, yelling at players coming out onto the field, middle of an inning yelling at players, pointing his finger, and I live 20 minutes from where this facility was, and I got called in by a parent, called me at home and asked me if I could come down. And I sat and witnessed a little bit of it, and I told the umpire, you need, I mean, he was a young umpire, poor kid was intimidated, and I told the umpire, you need to, he's going to get thrown. We had a discussion after the game. I, I did with the coach and informed him, you were, our, our tournament was coming up. You are not coaching in the tournament. How did he react to that? He wasn't real happy about it. And I know him very well, very well. Wasn't happy about it. Didn't like the fact that he got tossed. And my recommendation at our next board meeting was he is suspended for the next season. And, you know, parents and other board members didn't like the idea. Of course not. Well, see, here's the deal, because you're setting a precedent, Mike. And see, my suggestion is at your beginning of the season, you need to come up with a game plan for this type of behavior. So it's it's hard to just implement something, you know, shooting from the hip in the middle of the year. This is something you need to have at the beginning of the year and make it very clear. These are the behaviors that are, if they're displayed, are subject to suspension or, or you know, being kicked out, terminated. What I'd like to find out is if you triple SA or – umpiring association that we use if they had guidelines along this as well well i would talk i would talk with them and i talk to the umpire association because you know what you guys need to be on the same page and you need to have a game plan that fits together to deal with this type of stuff that's why i'm doing this show today so hopefully this will help you do that i think you need to come up with a very specific policy that is very clear to your coaches and parents at the beginning of the season about abusive behavior and you know you i think you just need to say here are the things that, that we allow here are the things we don't. You know, there's a warning that will be given the first time. The second time you're going to be, you know, kicked out, suspended, whatever, whatever you guys decide to do. But it needs to be something you need to come up with and need need to really reinforce it. Well, we do have our coaches meeting. I mean, we, we opened our registration, and we have our coaches meeting about a month and a half from now, and it's mandatory. And, you know what, we will have something drafted for that. Well, you know, listen, if you want, you know, I, I give speeches on these topics all the time, Mike, so feel free to get a hold of me if you'd like me to come talk. I, I talk on these things all the time. That would be probably one of the best things that we could have done, and I will get a hold of your office Monday. Yeah, you have my. Uh, you can find. Yeah, schedule this. My number is eight one six five six one five 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 six. Five six one five 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 six. Yeah, eight one six five six one five 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 six. Give me a call tomorrow, and we'll talk about it. I will do it. Thank you so very much. Okay, Mike. Take care. Right. Thanks for your call. Good day. Bye bye. All right. Next, we're going to Eli. Is that who we're at, Rudy? Okay, Eli. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Great. Thanks for calling up. Uh, actually, a first-time listener. I was on my way into work, and uh, I, I coach uh, 10U competitive sports. Uh, we do baseball, flag football, and uh, basketball. And um, what level? Have, uh, what level is this? Uh, it's 10U competitive. Competitive. Okay. And one thing that I had started doing a couple of years ago when we made the transition from rec league to competitive is I actually drafted up a player-parent agreement in which the player and parent both sign 
and they're both of the understanding about respect of others, respect to their teammates, respect to the umpires, and also the parents respecting the coaches, the officials, and whatnot. And we actually had an incident last year where I had a kid, a family that had been with me for a number of years, and the dad had just become overly abusive of the coaching staff and finally came to a point where um, we removed the dad and told him he was not welcome at any of the games but kept the son until the end of the season and finished out the season and, you know, agreed to, to part ways. Um, you know, I think as a coach, the thing that I find the most frustrating and, and aggravating and, and almost to the point of hurtful is um, I've lost numerous friends um, uh, throughout coaching because as most parents do, they have a very high um, view of their child but oftentimes it's not a very realistic view. I mean, I understand as parents and, and coaches, we protect our players. We, we you know, we, we build our players and, and mentor and mold them. But um, at some point along the way, we also have to be realistic with them and, and be honest with them. And, and that's been the most challenging thing for me as a coach is when we get to that level, when a friend's son is not playing at the competitive level that, that we need them to and being able to understand that it's not a personal thing, but um, it's just a growth thing and we need to part ways. It's just not beneficial um, for their son to continue to struggle in a league that he doesn't belong. And it's, it's severed numerous friendships for me. And, and that's been the most hurtful thing, I, I guess, for me. So coaching, in the end, can be very d damaging for you personally or, and hurtful for you. Yeah, I think, you know, the, as far as the friendship piece, you know, that's that's been very hurtful. But, you know, I enjoy, uh, you know, I mentor on the side through Midwest uh, Foster Care and Adoption Adoption Association. And, um, and I enjoy working and mentoring uh, children. So, it hasn't it hasn't dampened my passion to to coach and work with youth. Um, it's just frustrating to see other adults not be able to um, be a little bit more realistic and open their eyes. We actually this year we started um, a new program with our team where we have the parent and player sit down and write down where they feel their strengths and weaknesses are. And then the coaching staff, we put one together. And then we kind of see if we're on the same page or we're in the same ballpark. Um, that way we can avoid issues later on uh, down the road. Um, and, it, and it also kind of gives us a, a kind of a script to work with of, of where we, we feel we need to work best with a certain child. So, Well, I think you're doing a great job, Eli. I mean, this is a lot. This is the first time you've listened to the show. I've been here for 17 years. And. This is a lot of what I talk about on this show. You're doing, you're applying a lot of the principles that I use, and and I think it's important because what you're doing is you're getting to know the parents and the athletes, why they're there, what their goals are, and then it's helping you get on the same page with them. And I think that's a tremendous thing to do because it, it's going to enhance everybody's performance, the the athletes, the coaches, and the parents together, so that you're all on the same page, figuring out what to do when you've got these situations with parents who get go too far then i think you know at the pre, in your preseason meeting you just lay down the guidelines look here's what here's this is the type of behavior we don't allow when this goes on here's what's going to happen and i think you make that very clear at the beginning of the season and when you've got a parent who goes too far you know everybody's 
bit, it has to understand what the, you know at the beginning of the year what the what the rules and the, the the parameters are. They go over that edge, then then you know I think then you're in a situation where you can validate you know whatever discipline, whether it's kicking them out or suspending them or banning them, whatever it might come down to. Yeah, and and I guess my question, um, you know, just throughout the conversation, the question that uh, I wanted to ask you was. Um, you know, when I have this situation with this with this parent, um, I have four other assistant coaches. There's there's five of us total for 13 kids. Um, wow, that's met. that's almost one on one coaching. Yeah, we we really believe in you know not having one or two or three guys trying to you know herd the masses. So um, these guys have been with me for a number of years. They're they're trusted dads and great coaches and very um, open minded and honest with me. Uh, which I greatly appreciate, but um, the situation with the parent last year, we all, all five of us uh, did not see eye to eye. My other coaches wanted to remove them all together from the team. And I felt like, you know, it's not fair to the kid. He, he didn't ask to be put in that situation. So I guess my question is, is where, where is that line? I mean, I guess for every situation, it's a little bit different, but you know, where is that line where you finally say, okay, look, I know this is going to be damaging to the kid, but this is damaging to the entire team. It's to the point of just toxic, and we need to. Well, I think, I think once again, this starts at the beginning of the year where you set parameters. And as soon as you start seeing a parent going too far, doing something they shouldn't be doing, you need to, you need to call them out. And what I mean call them out, not, you know, in front of the whole team. You, you, you right. get a hold of them. Say we need to have a conversation. Let's say during the game, and this let's let's just take a specific situation. Let's say during a game, they're getting verbally abusive toward their son. Okay, you're you're out there coaching. Maybe you have one of the assistants go up there and say, "Listen, sir, you're starting to get go a little too far." Remember our preseason meeting. We really would appreciate it if you'd sort of tone it down. And if they're not going to do that, then at you know. You're going to have to have a conversation with them, not immediately after the game. Immediately after the game, I would say, we're, you know, I'm going to give you a call tonight. We're going to talk. And just be very firm with what the parameters are and say, look, if this behavior continues, you can't come. We're not going to – I don't believe in kicking kids off teams because their parents are over the edge. Right. And I know there are organizations that do that. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think a child should be punished because the parent goes too far. But you've got to get everybody on the same page. And this, once again, Eli, comes back to the communication – that's set up at the beginning of the season, the guidelines and parameters you set up as, as an organization, as a team, and you get everybody to buy. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, organizations have parents sign a sportsmanship contract, but they don't really get it. You know, see here, you just have to sign this, but they don't talk right. about it. I would right. be very, very explicit in your preseason meeting about this. I'd spend quite a bit of time talking about it and use specific examples of things. You know, I mentioned earlier the fear factor. There is a big, big, big issue with people speaking up about abuse because of fear. We've seen this now in Hollywood with the sexual abuse that's gone on. We've seen it across the country in so many situations. We've seen it now with USA Gymnastics, with the, the, the just the, just the awful, awful situation with that team doctor, Larry Nasser, who sexually right. abused all these girls. And, I mean, they were scared to say anything because they didn't know anybody. They didn't, you know, a lot of them didn't even know this was wrong. I thought this is what's going on. This this guy, I mean, he's sick. He's a sick man. Yeah, I and, agree with and that. And thank God, you know, he's not going to harm anybody else. Um, but you know, I, I I admire these young women for coming 
out and speaking up. I'm just sorry it went so long. I have, unfortunately, in my 37 years to deal with this too many times. I have dealt with parents. I have dealt with coaches who've been abusive. I had a situation with my, my youngest son, not with him, but with the team he was on. We had a coach who was suspended. This is all in the news. Oh, gosh, it's been about 10 years, 12 years ago now. This stuff happens. It happens a lot. And so I think it's important to have these preseason meetings, have everyone understand the edu- educational process about what is abusive and what isn't, about behavior in the stands. You know, parents get too caught up in their kids, oftentimes sports activities, and start to think that, you know, wow, there's a future here. I'm gonna get, we're going to get a scholarship. They're going to start in, in high school, whatever. You have no idea in fifth or sixth grade what kind of athlete your child's going to be by the time they hit ninth grade. You just don't, okay? Your child may be really good in fifth grade, and by the time they're in eighth grade, everyone will have grown and, and be four inches taller than them. You just don't know. Right. And that's why the whole thing, and we talk about it in our book, Just Let Them Play. Have fun, learn fundamentals, grow and develop. Everybody learn about communication. We talk in our book, Eli, about the parent coach, athlete, official, athletic box. The parent, coach, and official all direct towards the athlete. And everybody needs to get on the same page. When you are, the, the youth sports experience, the, the competitive or rec experience will be fun. Because the percentage of kids who are playing sports on your team right now that are going to play in college or what is what, Eli? What do you think? I'd say 3% maybe. Okay, so base, maybe one. Yeah. Okay, maybe one. All right? You know, how many will play in high school? Maybe maybe more than that. Yeah, Okay. more than that. Yeah, but you don't know. You don't know. Right. You said they're, they're held 12? Isn't that what you said? They're, they're 10. 10. Okay. You've got no clue. So it's about what you're doing is great, and, and you're going to give them the best chance to succeed, but most importantly, have fun and learn things. So I want to commend you on what you're doing, sir. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Listen again. Call in again. A great call. I appreciate your, your call. Will this do. Morning. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. You know, it's, this has been an interesting show because I try to bring up topics every week here that I think will stimulate some conversation. This one obviously did as always. This show is, ladies and gentlemen, this, this show's about you. It's, it's about us talking, getting a conversation going about a topic that I think is valid that can benefit you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I've been in practice for 37 years. I've been here at Sports Radio 810 for 17 years, been on the radio for 27 years. I love what I do. I do this to help you, to help you get better, to help your kids have fun. If you want to reach me, there are a lot of ways you can get a hold of me. My office number, as I mentioned earlier, is 816-561-5556. I give talks and presentations all the time on these topics. I am taking on new clients if you're interested in coming and talking to me. If you want to follow me on Twitter, my Twitter address is at drjsportpsych, at drjsportpsych. My website is winnersunlimited.com, W-I-N-N-E-R-S, unlimited.com. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoyed the show. Our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio at 10 WHB and on my website, as well as on my Twitter account. 
If you know somebody who needs to hear the show, tell them about it. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next Sunday here on The Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.